You're listening to The Collected Podcast, bringing you inspiration and resources to help you discover and live from your truest self. Follow along on social media at Collected Workshops and be sure to visit thecollectedpodcast.com for show notes and to learn more. Seven of the Collected Podcast. I'm Tia McNelly here with Michaela Hooper and Jess Biondo. Um, this week on the podcast, we have Wendy Jordan, who was Miss North Carolina, Mrs. North Carolina in 2017. And the runner up to Mrs. America. Um, I just want to say I watched that um, competition, that pageant, and she was radiant. Um, obviously in her beauty, but like Internally, you could just see all the goodness shining forth from Wendy, and we got to hear we get to hear so much of that in our interview interview with her. I feel like you see that in every photo of Wendy too. You can just see the the light of Christ shining through her. She has a ten year modeling career under her belt, and she also runs a, a marketing agency, the the um, Jordan Digital Agency. So. What an incredible woman with so, so much to tell us. And let me tell you, folks, you will not believe her story. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I really believe that this is just the beginning for Wendy. So please enjoy our interview with Wendy Jordan. Well, welcome everyone, and we are so excited to be here with our friend Wendy Jordan. Um, welcome, Wendy. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, Wendy, your story is um, a, just a powerful story and kind of like an unlikely story for where you are today. Yeah. So um, would you tell us a little bit about your upbringing and just, yeah, where you're from, yeah. um, your family, things like that? Okay. Yeah, I would love to share that. I think it's it's important to kind of share where you've been in life mm-hmm. and to to be able to showcase, you know, how God's really showed up for you in life. Um, so for me, we grew up on a 47-acre farm, and it was kind of in a poor, rough area, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. Um, you know, we, we were even limited on the amount of toilet tissue we could use when we mm-hmm. used the bathroom. We had to reuse paper towels. Mm-hmm. Um you know, we kept this running toll where we had to um, pay 10 cents every time we walked in our sock feet or didn't cut the lights off. It was just very regimented. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And every Saturday morning, I remember growing up, we would always um, go to flea markets and Goodwill. And that's where mm-hmm. I found my clothes. And at the time, you know, I just thought that was normal. Mm-hmm. But as, as I grew up, I slowly began to interpret that concept of not having enough as not being enough. And I'm, I'm not mm-hmm. enough. I even remember a story. I got my, my first little boyfriend when I was probably nine years old. And I remember, I don't know if y'all had big cookies at school, but they were 50 cents extra. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> It I was a big deal when you got a big <laughs> yeah. cookie. And I remember he bought me one. And I remember he was standing there holding it. And he said, here, I bought you a big cookie. And I remember, I'll never forget this. I stood there and I stared at him for what seemed like forever. And I said, I, I can't take that. I, I didn't earn it. Mm-hmm. And it's like that concept followed me my entire life you have to earn everything in life Mm -hmm. and so I just worked so hard all throughout my you know my teenage years and into my adulthood just trying to 
be good, trying mm-hmm. to perform better, trying to be better so I would be accepted and loved. Um, so, so yeah, just along with the poverty mindset growing up, um, my parents, they, they never got along ever since I was small. And so it was, it was kind of a hostile environment as well. And on 47 acres, no one can hear. So all kinds of yeah. <laughs> things were happening. And I just remember just, just, you know, being depressed and thinking, Lord, you know, what, what is this? What is my life? And I remember, um, I was hot and heavy in track and field and a lot of sports because that's where I got my value from. That was my yeah. performance. And I was running up and down our driveway and I would reach the top and I remember turning around and I would look out over our rolling pastures and hills. And um, I just remember he spoke to me so clearly and said, you are going to have impact in this world. And I just could envision the rolling hills just being people. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really know what that looked wow. like or what that would be, um, but I just felt it so strongly. So. I developed a relationship with the Lord really early on, just, you know, because I, I had to. I mean, he he was all I had. Mm-hmm. I just latched on to him, and I said, God, I feel so alone. I feel so, you know, unworthy, not valuable, you know, um, just such low self-esteem. And he just he just carried me throughout my teenage years, and um and I got married when I was 21 and jumped straight into adulthood. Um, I married somebody 15 years older than me. <laughs> he had two children. I was 21 at the time, and they were 9 and 11. Wow. So I became cool. a mom fast. Wow. I didn't yeah. grow up really quickly. Um, so I remember not wanting to, you know, carry that on to my, my new daughter. Mm-hmm. Um that you know that feeling that I always struggle with the, the self worth and the mm-hmm. the struggle. So um, I just, you know, I just dug in to the Lord and his presence and um, the concept of beauty that even though I don't feel beautiful right now, he made me beautiful. He Mm -hmm. made all of us beautiful and we're all uniquely created and fearfully and wonderfully made. And I'll tell you, it's been a journey. It's been a process uh, renewing my mind to that. Yeah. Um, You know, I haven't arrived yet. We're, we're all going through that, Definitely. I think, as women. Always, you know, day by day, having to remi- remind ourselves that, you know, God, you created us. We are beautiful. Whatever we feel like, we are mm-hmm. beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it just is ironic that I ended up um, entering the beauty industry. Yes. <laughs> how, did you, how did you get into the beauty industry? Well, I was always kind of a tomboy um, through my sports. I was, you know, big into basketball and track and field and never really dressed up much. And um, let's see, a year after we got married, the that was in 2008 when the economy crashed and just mm. tanked and we lost everything, um, house, cars, everything. And my husband, he was watching a, a documentary on, on modeling, and he saw, oh, they make millions. Why don't you go do that? Yeah. <laughs> and so at the time, I thought, well, if it'll make anything, I'll do it, you know, just because we were in that, that <laughs> place where, um, you know, <laughs> we, we needed the money, basically. Yeah. Um, but God was our provision, even in that. And so that was 10 years ago um, this month that mm. I started my modeling career yeah. and um, just kind of ironic to me that, that I'm even in the beauty industry and because um, that was never really kind of my nature or my, my bend. Um, and then and then the, the pageants happened. <laughs> I can share some of that. Yeah, yeah. How, did, how did that start? <laughs> yeah, so 
I was, you know, in my groove, comfortable with modeling, and um, I was I was good with it because I didn't have to open my mouth. <laughs> you just have to stand there and pose, basically. Um, and I think it's natural for us to always, you know, we kind of we kind of try to do things that we're we're natural at, we're good at, and it's mm-hmm. comfortable. It's not we're not stepping out of our comfort zone. So that's kind of where I was at right then, and I felt like um, a couple of years after I started modeling, I felt the Lord wanted me to. Um, participate in the Mrs. America, or excuse me, the Mrs. North Carolina pageant, which then leads to the Mrs. America pageant. And I said, no way, Lord, you've got the wrong girl. (laughs) I mean, I was so dead set against it. You wouldn't believe it took seven years Mm. for me to give my best. Yes. I know that's kind of of y'all's thing there, but, um, yeah, I felt him calling me, and I and I went back and looked in my email, and I saw the, my correspondence with the director year after year after year. She would email me, hey, do you want to participate this year? I said, nope, don't think I want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> what then, was it that was holding you back? I was terrified that, that I wouldn't be eloquent enough or I wouldn't have the right words to say mm-hmm. or that I would be caught off guard and look like, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. I'm a very slow processor. And I like to be very prepared, and I have, like to have everything perfect. I'm a perfectionist, certainly. And uh, the thought of just having to kind of go out there and wing things and, mm-hmm. you know, be asked questions on stage that I'm not 100% prepared for just rocked my world. Mm-hmm. Um, so, year seven, I got to the point, do you ever get to the point where you feel like God's calling you to do something, and it is just really really blaringly <laughs> you're getting it from now. like every direction <laughs> yes. yeah. so I felt that and it was it was this struggle I said Lord I know you want me to do this I'm I'm just so terrified mm-hmm. I don't know what to do and so I said okay I'll I'll attend one of them and so I sat in the back of the room the year before all by myself and I watched it and um it came to the the question portion on stage and and one of the ladies just completely went silent for about 60 seconds and started crying and I said to myself that's it I'm not gonna do it (laughs) there's no way I'm putting myself in that position to be so embarrassed and so that kind of you know made up my mind I walked away and weeks later that's that same still small voice (laughs) just speaking to me tugging on me and I just thought lord Everything you've done for me. If you really want me to do this, I will do it. Yeah. I don't, and I will, I will not have to be perfect. And I will trust you to speak through me mm-hmm. and to shine through me. And I will give you all the glory no matter what happens. Yeah. And so um, I signed up that next year and just really started um, focusing on that it's not about me. Yeah. I was actually at my friend's house since she was encouraging me, our friend Angie, and she was just building me up and, and telling me that, you know, all the all the things that good friends say, you can, yeah. you can yeah. do all the things through Christ who strengthens you. And um, she was just pouring into me and I said, okay, okay, I can do it. And and I got in the car and I flipped on the radio and I, I promise you the, the first words out of that guy's mouth said, if you are struggling with something that you're supposed to do in public, and you are fearful, your problem is that you've got your eyes on yourself and it is not about you. Wow. And I, I pulled the car over, literally, I remember, and I like took out my pen, was jotting down on the scriptures and stuff. 
And that was kind of my aha moment. I was mm-hmm. like, that's been my problem. Me, me, me. What am I going to look like? What if I'm embarrassed? But we have to stop and think, well, Lord, you know, um, you kind of have to put your, your money where your mouth is. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, we're in church all the time with our hands raised, and it's easy to say, Lord, whatever you want me to do, I'll do. And the, But then when you, you leave the doors and you're faced with real world stuff and real life stuff, um, you kind of have to surrender and give your best yes to even give him a shot to Mm -hmm. even show up in your life. Um, So let's see. So I I did that. I made the commitment to do the pageant, and it was probably a week before the pageant, and I started wavering a little bit. You know, I was all amped up, ready to go, and then all of a sudden it crept in and hit me. It's in a week. Mm -hmm. Here we go. And so um, I just was honest with Lord. I said, Lord, I'm struggling. And I just felt like I, I needed to, uh, like, do something to, to, like, I don't know how to say it, like, symbolize my faith. Um, so I drove to the actual auditorium that, that the pageant was going to be at, and, um, and I snuck in, and it was dark. <laughs> Nobody was there. Like, this is literally the stage I'm about to be on in a week and afraid to be on. And I walked out, and I just stood there, and I just looked out over the um over the seats and just took some deep breaths and I just made myself feel the Lord's presence mm-hmm. and I, and I instantly had that that reminder of being a child looking over those pastures yes. the rolling hills yes. Exactly. yes and it was like the Lord was bringing Come it together on. for me that just gave me chills and yes. I, I felt such yeah. a peace and and so, you know, I went home, and, and then the, the pageant happened, and that day, you know, it's it's basically what you would imagine, like, miscongeniality. It's basically, yeah. that is reality. <laughs> Just a lot of, um, a lot of clamoring around and staring in mirrors and things like that, and it's just one of those moments where you think, am I really here? What am I doing? Mm-hmm. What am I doing? This isn't this isn't normally something that I would do, <laughs> but um, we had a few hours before showtime, and I just remember slipping to the bathroom and I and I got in a stall and just um, just stood there for like thirty minutes and just said, Lord, come down and be with me. Mm-hmm. You know, I just want everyone to see your glory. Yeah. You know, shine through me because this is not in my own strength. This is absolutely your strength. And when I hit that stage, boy, I cannot describe to you the peace that I felt. And Mm. all the fear melted away. And it was the most amazing experience of my life as far as, like, just really, really feeling like, you know, Mm -hmm. God was with me and helping me. Definitely. And and when you do give your, your yes to him, that he will be there for you. Yeah. I love that you you actually put yourself in the place that you would be in before you were actually there. Yeah. And I think that that's so like when we do that in life, when we see ourselves in a place before we're actually there, or we position ourselves in a place before we're actually there, we, um, we find peace and we can actually overcome the fears Mm -hmm. that you, you were, you've been talking about, like you can do that by just, seeing yourself in the place that you're going to be in or you desire to be in or you feel called to be in and then believing that God will actually position you there 
is, I mean, that's, I think when we do that, it, that thing actually comes to life. Like it actually happens. And, um, that's to me, that's such a profound part of your story that you can, you have continued to position yourself in the things that you've been afraid of or you've been hesitant to step into and God continues to be present to you and position you, um, for the thing that he's called you to do. And that's amazing. Yeah. I wow. think it's it's so important just to just to like you guys say, just to give him your yes. I mean, it's easy to shrink back in fear and think if I had of mm-hmm. I wouldn't have had any of these experiences. Mm-hmm. N- nothing. You know? We have to be courageous. We we want to feel insecure and inadequate and unqualified, but the second we stop believing that and believing that we are strong, we are courageous, we can be confident in who we are in Christ, mm-hmm. that's what sees us through. Yeah. I think it's when we try to rely on our own strength and our own abilities, that's when we, we just completely fail. Yeah. But it's when we trust. And yeah, taking that action for me was important. Um, just kind of a, a way to show him that, you know, I'm here, I'll show up, and I'm believing that you'll show up. Yes. Yeah, and same same situation, you know, You know, um, after that, you know, uh, you think, oh, okay, great, now, you know, you won, it's great, now what? Well, then I had Mrs. America to face. <laughs> so it, it happened all over again. <laughs> um, so it, that presented its own set of um, interesting challenges, but... Um, but each step of the way, it's, I feel like God keeps giving you a bigger voice and yes. a bigger voice and oh, like requiring more of you, but equipping you with what you need for yeah. each new step Yeah, as you find that voice. Yeah. Um, cause you have such a powerful story and you shared something earlier with us when you arrived about your kind of stance on fear mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. you know, fear limiting you. What was it? exactly that you said um the fears that we do not face become our limits in life Mm. that's kind of the the motto that I I stand by because um yeah it's just it's just easy to be afraid there's Mm -hmm. a lot of things in life to be afraid of yeah um but we just gotta face them strongly and you know and just realize what's the worst that can happen you know this this isn't about me this Mm -hmm. is about the lord if, if he's speaking through me and he's telling me to do something, then we just have to get over ourselves, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically. And that's yeah. not an assurance that we will win every time. Yeah. But even if we don't, taking the step and overcoming the fear, sometimes that's the whole point. That's the vic- Sometimes that's the sometimes victory. Sometimes that like- is the victory. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> really, really good. Tia McNelly here. You may know that I spent years as a labor and delivery nurse coaching parents through the birth process. I nurtured them through the scary and joyful moments of walking, waiting, and working harder than they'd ever imagined, and then finally watching as the precious thing they'd conceived came to life in the outside world. Though I'm no longer working as a nurse in the hospital, it's my great joy to continue coaching people, but instead of babies, I'm helping people just like you birth their dreams. Do you feel like there's something growing inside of you and you can't quite picture it, but you already love it? Like 
you might just burst at any moment? Are you both exhilarated and terrified to think of what it would be like to have this thing out of you and in the world? If you know that God is calling you to start working on your dream and you have no idea where to begin, I can help. Let's do something great. Visit tiamcnelly.com slash coaching to learn more or email hello at tiamcnelly.com to get started today. So what um, have you learned being in the beauty industry now, specifically about beauty yeah. as a Christian woman? Yeah. Well, when I when I told the Lord that I'd be willing to do this, I said, I'm only doing this if I'm staying true to myself and I'm not going to become what they want me to become in order to, quote unquote, try to win. Mm-hmm. And so I was really, really firm and rock solid on that. Um, and I'm thankful that I was. And so I had a lot of opportunities that presented itself to try to sway me from that. Um, you know, the world has its own standards of beauty. And um, you just, I think it's just so important to just be who you are. Mm-hmm. And I honestly think that is what, you know, got me so far at Mrs. America. Because I, I just said, I'm I'm okay if I don't win. This is not about the crown. I already have the crown, yeah. the crown from from God. Amen. You know, yes. And yeah. you just become firm in that, and then all of a sudden, it, it does. It's not about that. And then you can you can stand for what you're there to stand for, and you know, speak what you believe, and win or lose. You know, you did what you were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. You did what God called you to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it was it was an interesting week. I, I showed up. It was nine days of rehearsals. And um, every every day I would show up and just work out clothes. and like, hey, guys, I'm here to, you know, rehearse. And everybody else is just like, whew, straight off the catwalk. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> glam, glam. Yeah. And it's like they... It was almost like they felt sorry for me. They were like, oh, like, she doesn't know what she's doing. She's never been in a pageant. <laughs> but it was it was just funny. I just got that sense, and I just kept kind of giggling to myself. Um, you know, but I just never wanted to sway from that. I, I went out of my way to stay, you know, natural and normal and, you know, just, you know, relatable to the everyday woman. Mm-hmm. And... Um, one story I'll share when I won Mrs. North Carolina, it came with a big prize package. And one of the, um, the, the prizes was, uh, how, how should I phrase this? Not restructuring of my face, but a lot of face work. Yeah. And I just, I'm totally fine with that. Trust me. Totally fine with it. If it's something that's bothering you, but nothing was bothering me. Mm-hmm. And when they, when they, the doctor looked at me and he said, well, I, I can't make you do it, Wendy. He said, but I will just tell you you will be at a severe disadvantage at Mrs. America if you do not take this. And something rose up within me and I said, I am not taking it then if you're going to say that's the reason I'm winning. Right. Because I wanted it to be about the heart. I wanted it to be about the insides and what I was, wow. you know, standing for, not just mm-hmm. about the exterior and what the world sees as beautiful. Mm-hmm. And um, the day after that was my first parade. And I'll never, never forget, I was up on the back of the convertible and it kind of the, the car started and the parade began and we started um moving and and I began waving and I just began to lock eyes with all the women in the crowd mm. and the, the streets were packed and I remember locking eyes with like a three-year-old little girl and then I'd lock eyes with like a 90-year-old lady 
and just I could see you know like the admiration in their eyes um you know like oh there's you know there's a pageant queen and I thought to myself I'm doing this for them mm-hmm. who am I to say these are the standards to look beautiful mm-hmm. you know it, it just was something that rose up within me and it was just like confirmation mm-hmm. of the decision I made the day prior that that I'm doing this for all women and um you know, taking a stand for natural beauty yeah. and just the way God made us <laughs> uniquely and wonderfully made. That's so awesome. <laughs> well, I just want to say I watched um, Mrs. America. And, Did you? Yeah, and mm-hmm. I remember watching you walk across <laughs> and um, you were truly radiant. Oh, and, um, you know, just to watch that, but then to also interact with you face to face and see how you carry yourself and um you are truly enough and yeah. you know god clearly is is you know continuing to work that process out in you but yeah. also he's he's done so much to show you that you are enough and i think that um that's such a an awesome part of your story and yeah. how you're walking that out. And he's using you to speak that truth into the lives of women and men yeah. all over that, you know, we are enough in him. Yes. And when we know who we are in him, we know whose we are, then everything yeah. else can flow out of that. And yeah. you're, you're, you are a walking testimony of that. Yeah. And Thank how you. cool that the Lord's put you in yeah. the place that he has to speak into that. It's just amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, I would just encourage everyone. If you just, if you have something inside of you that you feel that the Lord's telling you to do, just do it. Mm, <laughs> just yeah. do it. The more you it's run really from good. it, the, the, the harder it is. And the more you realize I should have just done it all along, mm. you know, you'll yeah. spend your life just running and trying to avoid everything you're afraid of. But the second you turn around and you say, I'm going to face this and mm-hmm. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. And, and you begin to experience that. And, you know, you, you experience it and that success builds on that next success and then that yeah. next success. And you can look back just like David with the, um, the lion and the bear. He, he you know, kind of used that success that he had to be able to face Goliath. Mm-hmm. So I think that's important um, just to develop that habit. Even in small things, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah, because you didn't wake up one day and become no, a beauty queen. No. It was all your faithfulness in the small yeses yeah. every day. Um, and, yeah, and I think remaining calm through everything. Um, it's easy to get just really flustered. If things don't go right, chances are things are not going to go right from my experience. <laughs> when you open yourself up to the Lord, it's not, you know, rainbows and and butterflies it's 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 can be a battle but it's a good battle mm-hmm. um because it teaches you you know i persevered and i made it through and you know just to remain calm like like at mrs america everything was going wrong backstage and and it was up to me to to stay calm and you know let the lord just take care of it for me mm-hmm. um so I, I mean, they couldn't get the banner on me. I was like MA for like 30 seconds. I don't know if you saw that, Michaela, but I was missing. But they were yelling at me backstage because I went to the wrong door. It was just complete chaos. And yeah. then within 60 seconds, I had to 
answer that question on stage or two questions on stage. The one thing that I'd been fearing for seven years. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it really taught me just to just to understand that it, it's not you know going to be smooth sailing, but just learning to just kind of to go with that and mm-hmm. to trust and that again he will show up for you and he will give you the words that you're supposed to say and reach the people that you're supposed to reach. What advice or resources would you have for someone who's struggling through that not feeling enough or struggling with their Mm. just concept of beauty? Yeah. Right now, the book that I'm really, really loving is called Becoming Spiritually Beautiful. It's by Sharon Janes, J-A-Y-N-E-S. And it is just just a re- maybe my favorite book ever. Just really good perspective on who we are in Christ, mm. and um, you know, just being able to renew your mind to the fact that we are His ma- marvelous masterpieces, and just stepping into that day by day. Because, like I said, it's never you're never gonna have arrived. It's a, mm-hmm. a daily process, but it's a beautiful one. <laughs> And she's also got a book called Enough, I think, that was recently released that I'm excited to read. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. We'll put links to that in the podcast notes. Okay, cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. Mm -hmm. It is, like you said, an unlikely beginning that God just revolutionized. Mm -hmm. Um, And you have a powerful story and a powerful voice. Thank you. So yeah. thank you for sharing it yes, with us. Yeah. It was a pleasure to be here. Thanks so much. Buddy. Face your fears, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, when she was standing on that stage and looked down at the chairs and was reminded of those rolling hills, mm-hmm. I was seriously I was sitting in a chair I wasn't interviewing but I was in the room for that interview and I was freaking out Mm -hmm. I wanted to just jump up and down what an incredible story I know I got chills all over incredible goosies goosies Um, all day and the whole time she was speaking I kept thinking two things the first one that it's so easy for us to just you know see pictures of her or look at how she is today and compare our story to to her success now without seeing the struggle she walked through and knowing all the depth that is there and to just feel encouraged if you're struggling through something just to not compare your struggle to someone else's highlight reel because you don't like we have to remember everyone has a story Mm -hmm. and a history and a struggle that they went through Mm -hmm. to get them to where they are today Mm -hmm. um so true and often it's through the struggle or the potential destruction you're facing that is the catalyst to get you to the next step or to your destiny absolutely Um, I had a side conversation with Wendy before we started and she was sharing with me that she's in a time of transition right now and she's not quite sure what the next thing is and so I just want to encourage you guys sometimes that's where we have to sit sometimes Mm -hmm. we have to just be present to the fact that we don't know what's next Mm -hmm. and those times of waiting are such sweet times and the Lord always has something incredible to teach us during those moments so um, if you're listening pray pray for Wendy pray Mm -hmm. for her um, in this time of rest and refreshment in the in-between. Yeah. I love um, towards the end, she said, just do it. You know, if there's something that you feel like the Lord is impressing upon you, just do it. And Mm. that's all throughout her story. Um, Doing, just taking one step at a time. And sometimes the doing is actually in the waiting. Mm. Um, The waiting is actually the doing. That's so good. And um, that's 
to, that sounds like the, that conversation that you had with her, like the waiting is the doing right now. And I think in our world today, that's really hard. It's hard to wait. It's hard to be still. And, um, but I was just reading, I think it was in Exodus today that it, it just says, you know, um, the Lord will fight for you. You only mm-hmm. need to be still. Mm-hmm. And that's like, that. yeah, I think that's just a, such a profound truth for us um, to take away from her story sure. that the Lord is constantly yeah. going ahead of us and paving the way and we just need to be still. Need to wait. Everything she said about that, Michaela, about the just do it, just do it, whatever it is that God's like poking at you about incessantly, just do it. That kind of place that people find themselves in is exactly why I started my coaching business because I love that place. So mm. just to, you know, self-promote for a second because I'm not afraid to because I know it's what God asked me yes. to do. <laughs> and it's our podcast. We can promote, just we can do promote it. what we want. All we want. <laughs> if you need help taking steps towards the thing that God asked you to do, please email me. Hello mm-hmm. at tmcnelly.com. I want to help you. Or you can look up tmcnelly.com slash coaching for information on my um, on my services. So. And email us and let us know how we can pray for you. Please do. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the final thought I want to leave us with, because Thanksgiving is over. We are headed into the Christmas season, yes. which I'm so excited Joy. about. But so much of Wendy's message is that you are enough mm-hmm. and you have enough. You have everything you need from the Lord. And so just to remember that, to not go into this next month with that poverty Amen. mindset. Amen. But to just enjoy the fullness and joy of the season. Good stuff, Jess. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you for listening to The Collected Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. And if you like what you've heard, we'd love it if you would spread the word. You can follow Collected on social media at Collected Workshops. You can also find Tia at Tia McNelly Notes and Jess at Spreza Foundry. Check back for weekly episodes dropping every Thursday.